On today's show, we're going to talk about maximizing your 401k. Wow, okay. What's the K stand for? Tony, we're, we're going to cover that in today's show. You just We'll get to that. We'll get to that. This is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley from Paladin Financial. Basically, the more accounts you have, the more opportunities there are for mistakes. So taking control of your assets may help you to avoid some of those common mistakes that investors make. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Foley with Paladin Financial, and thank you for tuning in to Paladin Financial Talk. We've got a great show today. We're going to talk about an important topic for many Americans, and there are a lot of different retirement plans out there, but for most Americans that are able to participate in one through their employer, that would be through what's called a 401k. And uh, we're going to we're going to talk about that today, some of the ins and outs of 401ks and what you can do to maximize that. And it's a very big part of our culture. But a lot of times people don't understand some of the basics that are very important and will have an, a big impact on their retirement. But before we do that, I uh, wanted to introduce, as always, our show host, co-host, remote host, Mr. <laughs> Tony Shore. <laughs> I'm all sorts of things today. Uh, number one is curious. I always wondered what, where do they get the 401 and especially the K? Yes, it's actually, it's uh, in the Internal Revenue Code, which oh is boy. a lovely read if you haven't checked that out. <laughs> <laughs> Check no. that, check that out from your local library. Uh, Internal Revenue Code. There, there are different subsections. So it's in subsection 401k is where 401k retirement plans. That's where the name uh, came about. So got that's it. lovely. But yeah, exciting stuff. Yeah, just the it's just the name of the section in the it IRS code. A- code. And boy, <laughs> that IRS tax code. That is. That's a thing of beauty right there. Page Turner, Page Turner. You All should, 70 you should, plus thousand pages of it. <laughs> you should right. judge a book by its cover in this example. <laughs> yeah, really, really. Not a, not a great cover, not too colorful either. So uh, we're talking about 401ks, which are exciting, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I figured we needed an orchestra hit because 401ks are huge. Uh, so many people have them for retirement or, or a, a like account. Uh, they have some type of employer-sponsored retirement account and a 401k, 403b. And we've talked about it just briefly on the show before. I mean, we've touched upon it in various ways, but never really focused on it. So I'm glad that we're doing this. I'm glad we're having this show today. And uh, I can't wait to get into it. But first, Jeff, how are you doing? Now, tax season's coming up. Does that affect you? Yeah, it's a it's a busy time of year for anyone in our industry because there are a lot of tax related questions that come up and waiting on tax statements to come out from different financial institutions always, you know, that uh, comes out in waves. So there's a lot of questions that come along with that. But uh, yeah, we we enjoy it. All right. Well, and now regarding 401ks, I mean, in my estimation, a lot of people out there do have a basic understanding of what it is. It's a retirement account that they pay into through their employer. But when it comes to grasping all the moving parts, I think some of us might find it a little more challenging. So how do you want to start this topic off today? 
Yeah, I think re- rewinding the clock a little bit and you go back to the uh, the olden years, if you will, where most employees had a pension plan at work and uh, you'd work for the company for 20, 30, 40 years and you'd re- retire and get your pension. And then we had Social Security that was added into the mix along the way. But uh, over the years, uh, those pensions, which are called defined benefit plans, so meaning you you work a certain amount of time, time uh, or with your employer over the years, you're going to get a defined benefit. And over time, as companies adjusted and our economy has changed, the focus has changed from defined benefit plans, pensions being an example of one of those, to defined contribution plans where your contributions determine what you get out of it in the end uh, versus just the time aspect. So you have a defined contribution that you can put in. So a 401k is a type of defined contribution plan that you can put your money into and your employer may or may not have a match that they're adding money into that account as well. So it's a uh, tax deferred account that you have through your employer and you put your money in and that grows on a tax advantage basis uh, over time until you take that money out theoretically in retirement. But there are limits that come around, uh, come along with the 401k plan. There are restrictions that your employer sets with that plan. And within the 401k, you kind of have two main buckets. You have a traditional pre-tax 401k bucket and you have a Roth 401k bucket. Mm. There can be some other ones uh, where you have the ability to put money in on an after-tax basis. And for most people, we're not going to get into that here today. Most people, that's not a good idea to do, but there are some situations where that may make sense. But we're going to focus on traditional 401k and Roth 401k. Well, it's interesting to hear you say Roth because I think most people out there uh, probably still have traditional 401ks. And when we think of 401ks, I think a lot of people uh, are thinking of the traditional 401k. And I I know we've talked about Roth IRAs before, but a Roth 401k, this is a relatively new thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And this scheme of things relatively new. And, um, yeah, that's, it enables you to, to not get a tax deduction up front when you put money into the Roth 401k, but that money will come out tax free. The growth on that ah. will come out tax free down the road, subject to certain rules. So, sure. you can either, so basically you're mm-hmm. paying tax on the money, uh, that you put in before you put it in with a Roth, but when you take it out, it's tax free rather than a traditional 401k that a lot of folks have, uh, you don't have to pay tax on the money you put in. It comes out before taxes, so that's a tax advantage. But when you're in retirement and you start pulling that money out, you have to pay taxes. Exactly. It's exactly right. So picture your 401k is kind of like a, a five-gallon pail. And if you put a divider down the, the middle of that pail, you could put money in one side of the, the bucket that would be your traditional pre-tax money. And you could put money in the other side of the bucket, which is your Roth. So you have options with that, depending on your plan. Some 401ks have not checked the box, so to speak, and the employer hasn't allowed Roth money to go into the plan. Uh, and that's simply, they haven't gotten around to it. And that's something as an employee of the company, I urge them to consider adding that as an option within the plan. So- sure. You have uh, those buckets, but then you also have the ability to choose what investments 
you're putting your money into. And that's set by the plan. And I'll give you an example. There's a, uh, a large company here in town in Minneapolis that has a well-known red logo uh, for their, their company that uh, many people are employed with in the area. Sure. Uh, big company, um, but their plan doesn't have the best options, in my opinion, in terms of what's available within that. So sure. if you look at the investment menu within the 401k, if you work there, you can choose where you want to put your money, but you're subject to the restrictions your employer has provided. So what yeah, happens I mean, to- some employers, it's just uh, you basically high risk option, medium risk or low risk mm-hmm. or a division between the three. I mean, sometimes there are very few options uh, I used to work for an employer, uh, not that one, but a, another one that that's basically all we had, you know, we had like six choices and it was just high, medium and low basically. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So depending on that company, those may or may not be very good, but a lot of what a lot of employers are doing is urging people to use target date funds Sure. And meaning I'm planning on retiring the year 2050, 2045, 20, so on. And you choose that target date fund and Vanguard, Fidelity, BlackRock, whoever the fund is that's managing that is going to scale back the amount of risk in that fund as you get closer to that selected target date. Uh, the challenge with those target date funds, if you dig into what's involved in those and what they're invested in, it may not be the best fit for you and your situation. Think mm. about it. They're, they're trying to provide a one size fit all solution for everyone that's retiring in the year 2050, 2045 and so on. Well, that just, that's not how the world works. So right. it's a simple solution to a complex problem, which in, in many ways is a good thing. It takes the thought out of things and people say, well, I don't know what to do. I'm going to, I'm retiring in 2050. Let me just choose that option. Call it a day. At least they did something. Uh, but you can do better than that. So yeah. that's something that we help our clients with is you know, I've got all these 23 options within my plan. Where do I put my money? Uh, I've had three meetings so far today where we've reviewed our clients 401ks and we've uh, adjusted how they're allocating their investments to their 401ks to help them get the most out of it based on the options their employer offers. So you want to understand those and that's a, a, a big part of what we do for our clients. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's huge. Now, um, I think that most people probably know that 401ks come with contribution caps. There's only so much you can put in, even if you want to put in more. But what can you tell us about that? Yeah. So the employee contribution that you can make, you can contribute up to $19,500 a year if you're under the age of 50. And the year that you turn 50... So even if you're 49 and a half, the the year that you turn 50, you can bump that up to $26,000 a year until you retire. And you can do that on either the traditional pre-tax basis or a Roth, but the combination of your your amounts that you're putting into your bucket can't exceed that $26,000. So Uh. if you get an employer contribution in addition to what you're putting in or if you put money into a third section of the bucket, the after-tax portion, I mentioned that earlier, generally most people don't want to do that. Um, you have a, a, an overall limit of $58,000 or 100% of your salary, whichever is smaller. So between your contributions and your employer, that cannot exceed $58,000. And then the year that you turn 50, that jumps up to 64000 
500. So you want to wow. be aware of those limits. And if you're you're putting a lot into your 401k, depending on your plan, it might have auto uh, corrections where once you hit those limits, it will stop additional contributions from occurring. Some oh, plans sure. do, some plans don't. So you want to be aware of how that works within your, your plan. Sure. And, uh, we at, also, this, at this mm-hmm. point though, Jeff, I'm just, uh, I just would love to hit those goals. That would be, yes. <laughs> I would like to get to the point where I can't put any more, more money in. Uh, that's That'd be where good we thing. all want to be. Yeah, that would be a good thing. Um, and you also want to understand your employer match and every employer is a little bit different. Some don't have a match or they might match up to a certain amount and their formulas. So very common one is they'll match 50% of what you put in up to a certain amount. So they'll do 50% of 6%. So you have to put in 6% to get a 50% match capping out at 3% of your income. So understand how that match works, depending on your financial situation, you want to at least put in enough to be able to get that match. Uh, but again, uh, we have some clients we're advising, you need to dial back the amount you're contributing to your 401k because we have debt and savings goals we're trying to accomplish first before we're trying to put more money away on a tax advantage Uh, basis. Sure. Sure. But in most cases, you definitely want to put enough in to take advantage of the match uh, because that's just that's money you'll leave sitting on the table if you don't, and Absolutely, you might as well yeah. take advantage of it. Uh, I think that's great. Now, making sure I think overall that you're properly managing and maximizing your 401k is another great reason to add a financial professional to your team and work with somebody like yourself, Jeff, because uh, it's really important to make sure you're getting the most out of it and doing the right thing. Like you say, you got to look at where you're at and. I think if your employer offers both a traditional and a Roth, uh, you need to look at what you can do there. Can you contribute to both? Uh, you can, like, yeah. like if my employer offers both, could I put money in each one? Yeah, you can. So you have those, the, your pail is split up into those two compartments. You can put sure. money bo- into both of those, not exceeding those annual limits of 19,500 or 26,000, uh, depending on your age. So Um, You want to understand how that works. The other thing too, is when your employer makes a contribution, their money is going to go into that pre-tax bucket, not the Roth bucket when they make that match. So being aware of how that works. Yeah. Well, and I think your pale analogy is beyond the pale. I just, whoa, so. that's good. That's good. I just that was a I just came up with that on the spot, Tony. I know that's hard to believe, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll float that one out there. See how that we're going to kick that bucket down the road, aren't we? <laughs> that's getting bad. All right. So, but seriously, it is a great analogy, and that helps me understand it and our listeners as well. I'm sure. So, uh, it, it's a critical point for anybody who's thinking about splitting their money between the traditional and the Roth 401k. Uh, what can you tell us about withdrawals uh, when people want to take withdrawals from their 401k? Yeah. So depending on your 401k, it might have some different options where you can do utilize a loan feature within the plan. Uh, it's very common that you can't do with an IRA. That's one advantage of a 401k over an IRA. But generally speaking, if you have money uh, that you're putting into that 401k, it's earmarked for retirement. So the IRS says, all right, we're going to give you these advantages of that bucket of that pail, but we don't want you to touch that until you're at least age 59 and a half. And I love the half there. That's obviously the result of negotiations <laughs> between the, the two aisles there. But uh, again, uh, <laughs> again, the IRS and the government, uh, yeah. they couldn't have simplified it. 
Yeah. It so could be when, 60. <laughs> when you when you get to that point uh, and you've passed 59 and a half, you can take money out and you pay taxes on the pre-tax money that hasn't been taxed yet. And that money could come out on a tax-free basis on the Roth side if it's been in there for at least five years. But if you're under 59 and a half and you take money out, you're going to be facing potentially the, the taxes on it, but also a 10% IRS early distribution penalty. So there's some situations where that 10% penalty won't apply, but you're not going to get around the tax aspect of it. So you want to understand the, the mechanics of your 401k if you have an emergency that comes up, but ideally you don't want to be restricted to what that plan is telling you you can and can't do. So we want to turn to other assets, your emergency sure. savings or an after-tax account that you can tap into up until age 59 and a half and not have to worry about the, the taxes and the penalties there. So stepping back big picture, what we want to do is help you in understanding the mechanics of your plan, have a good financial plan in general put together so that you can weather things that life is going to throw at you along the way. So how much do I need to have an emergency savings? I have this debt. Should I pay that off or should I be saving more? Um, help you to understand what your options are and have a good plan based on your situation, not what someone you know on, on the internet or, or a talk show might be recommending for people that's not you. So we're going to give you one-on-one -on -one financial advice. Um, come in for a complimentary second opinion on your situation. And you can do that by giving us a call. Our phone number is 877-219-3199 or visit us online at financialpaladin.com. Come in, get the facts, get a plan in place for your situation. Sure. And then you also have to watch out for RMDs and the rules regarding Roth 401ks and things like that. Um, uh, do Roth subject to RMDs? Yeah, it's one of the odd things with 401ks uh, versus IRAs, you know, with pre-tax money, when you get to age now 72, used to be 70 and a half for quite some time. But if you're retired and you have money in a pre-tax account, when you get to age 72, you have to take out required minimum distributions. Right. That doesn't apply on Roth IRA money, but Roth right. 401k money that does apply. So you want to huh, be aware of that weird. and plan ahead. And there's huh. also, <clears throat> there's a, a five-year uh, seasoning period that has to occur within the Roth money within your 401k before you can take the earnings out on a tax-free basis. And that also applies on Roth IRA. So again, having huh. a good plan in place to, to think about these things ahead of time, we can help you to do all that. Right. Wow. Well, and so <laughs> we can get deep in the weeds. It seems like the further in, the more rules there are regarding IRAs and 401ks and Roth IRAs. So uh, obviously this is where you come in. We don't have to go it alone. I think that's important to note. Uh, and I, I, I thank the Lord for that. <laughs> Let me just say that because, because to remember and keep in mind and know all these as you're planning out, you know, your future and your finances, it's a lot. It's a lot. So um, I think it's time now we get to one of the most critical questions there is when it comes to 401ks. This is the one I always think about and have had to deal with. And, and so many people I know, what should a person do with their 401k when they leave their job? 
Yeah, great question. Very common one that, that we deal with. What most people, you have a number of different options. We'll talk about that. In short, it depends on your situation. We can help you understand your options and the trade-offs with that. Most people, what they do when they leave that old job, they roll it into an IRA so they have better control over it. They're not subject to the investment restrictions that their 401k plan has. If they have it in an IRA, they decide how that's invested. So that's the biggest reason that most people make that switch and roll it into an IRA. So that's your your first option is to roll it into an IRA. Uh, your second would be to withdraw the money. So you have X amount sitting in your 401k, you pull that money out and that's going to be a taxable event. So that's generally not the best idea to do that, but that's an option. Uh, third option is to leave it with your, your employer, leave it with that plan and let it sit. If you're happy with the options there or whatever reason, uh, you could keep that there. Generally your expenses are going to be pretty low within the 401k. Another option, if you're still working is depending on your 401k plan that you have at your new employer, you might be able to roll that into your new 401k plan and uh, advantages and disadvantages to each of those approaches. Um, <clears throat> if your new plan doesn't have good options, might not want to do that. Uh, there are also some advantages as well of, of having the money in an IRA where you have flexibility with things. So, but we want to understand your options and make the best decision from there. So Sure. And a lot of people end up uh, not doing anything with it. And just leaving it at their old employer. And I know, I think I've heard you say and others say that that's not the best idea because I've heard some astronomical number of uh, uh, the fi- of dollars that people leave and forget about sometimes even. Yep. And, and then it's hard to find and go back. And uh, somebody once told me, Tony, if you're not working there, your money shouldn't be either. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I'm not exactly for leaving it with your old employer. Uh, and you know, nowadays people have so many jobs, they could end up with uh, numerous 401ks and that's probably not recommended, is it? Yeah. And we see, we see that very frequently as people have, you know, been raising kids and they're busy with life and they leave one employer, go to another, go to another and the, throughout their career and they've collected these things and they don't have the time to pay attention to it. And they're invested in things that compete with each other. So we want to have an integrated plan that makes sense for your situation. And it's better to do that if you can keep an eye on everything. So those are some things to consider, but again, we can help you to evaluate what's best in your, your personal situation. Um, the other thing to think about with 401k is it talked about uh, joining a new employer when you're hired, depending on that plan, a lot of, ne- a lot of plans nowadays will have a default option where they're automatically going to set you up to contribute, for example, 3% or 1% of your income is automatically going to go into your 401k and you have to undo that. You have to uncheck the box, which takes action. Um, and that's why a lot of plans are doing that is to help their employees, um, save money for retirement. You have to opt out of it if you don't want to, but you want to make sure that you're, you're getting the most out of your plan and you're saving what you need to have for your retirement goals. Yeah, I think that's huge. And, uh, you know, have a plan uh, when you're hired. A lot of times now you're right. It's it just defaults and you just check a box and okay, you're in the 401k it defaults to three. Uh, but you need to go in there and really, uh, try to customize it as much as it's allowed and, and contribute as much as you can. Uh, I think that makes perfect sense. But 
maybe meet with somebody like yourself before you make these decisions, before you meet with your HR person and make those changes. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about regarding 401ks today? Yeah, another thing would be to make sure that you stay with your employer long enough to be fully vested or being aware uh, of that. So if you have that match, that might have uh, some some rules that go along with it. You have to stay there at least three years or five years or six years, and you're vesting the amount you would receive if you left the employer, that amount increases the longer you've been there. And once you get past that period of time, let's say six years, you're fully vested after that point and you get all of the match if you were to leave. So being aware of that and, and if you're six months short of of uh, getting that match, not not walking out too, too early. So understanding that. Another uh, thing to remember too with 401ks, if you're a, a high income earner, and we won't get into the numbers, but if you're a high income earner and you make too much money, you can't put money directly into a Roth IRA. Oh, You can do something called a backdoor Roth, which can cause some complications, but with your 401k, it doesn't matter how much money you make. You can put oh. money into your Roth regardless. So that's an advantage of the Roth 401k. Up, up so to the contribution <clears throat> limit. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So we just had a client we worked with in the last week, uh, relatively new. They didn't realize they thought, well, I made too much money. I can't put money into Roth at, in my 401k. And we showed them, no, that's, that's not the case. And they're now making some contributions into Roth uh, at work, but they can't sure. put money into the Roth IRA individually. So there's a, a lot yeah. of things we can help you to make sure, again, you're making the best decisions for your personal situation. Uh, so keep that in mind. Yeah, that's a great point. And one I wasn't aware of, there are no income limits because I know, like you say, with Roth IRAs, if you make over a certain amount, you can't contribute to them. You can't utilize the Roth IRA. But with 401ks, there are no income limits. So no matter how much you make, you can still contribute at least up to the maximum contribution amount to a Roth. That's a Roth 401k. Correct. So, uh, yep, that's good. I'm glad you explained that to us. And uh, that one, I wasn't aware of the different rules between the Roth IRA and the Roth 401k. I think that's great. And this has been a great show. And it's just uh, it just illustrates the necessity uh, to work with a financial services professional like yourself, Jeff. And I think we've had a great show, but we're out of time. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Yeah, I encourage you, if you haven't yet, subscribe to our podcast through wherever you listen to podcasts and uh, take a moment, give us a, re a review in whatever app that is that you use. And uh Give us a call, schedule that complimentary consultation. Our phone number again is 877-219-3199 or visit us on financialpaladin.com. All right, sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Paladin Financial Talk with our host, Jeff Foley. Thank you for listening to Paladin Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Foley at Paladin Financial. Call 877-219-3199 or visit their website at financialpaladin.com.
Advisory services offered through Paladin Wealth LLC, a Minnesota registered investment advisor. Paladin Wealth LLC offers advisory services under the DBA Paladin Financial and Paladin Wealth. Insurance products and services offered through Paladin Insurance LLC. Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Insurance LLC are affiliated companies. Jeff Foley and Paladin Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.